Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched The Martian, directed by Ridley Scott and released in 2015. The plot goes something like this. Astronaut Mark Watney is accidentally left behind during a mission to Mars and must improvise to survive. And at this point, we will sound the spoiler warning because this movie is still in cinemas and we will probably talk about all of it. Yes. Yes, we will talk about all of it. I don't know how many spoilers you're actually going to get out of it since, like, it feels to me there's not a whole lot we can spoil for this movie. Well, we pretty much know what's going to happen. That um, he's going to have to solve a lot of problems and he yeah, will get home and in the survive end. and eventually they will get him, bring him home. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and that it will have a happy ending. I mean, as, as a movie with an upbeat, positive kind of energy like this isn't going to end with, and then they all died. The end. No, you, know. you might not know that if you've just seen the posters or the trailer, though. Mm, even from the trailer, it's a pretty upbeat kind of affair. It is. I was really pleased with this because of having watched. 2001 a space odyssey so recently and being like oh my god boring space movies <laughs> this is just this breath of fresh air and i mean i think it's largely <laughs> large still thinking about 2001 i was thinking about how wonderful drew goddard's script is and how it's kind of yeah down to when i saw when i saw the... drew goddard at the end well apparently the book is quite funny ah. so the book is is a favorite of a lot of people's um so i think drew goddard more than like putting that in there just kind of got it mm, from okay. the book and yeah. made it work as a movie perfectly. I think it was very good. Um, I was surprised that where we started, like we started right in the middle of the mission because I've seen some clips of like interviews of the of the characters from before they went on the mission and oh, stuff. right. So I thought it might start before it did. Um, I knew nothing about this movie until about two weeks ago. There's there's one, I cannot remember what he says, but there's one that's an interview of, of Watney. And they do a like a, a solitude test where they put all the astronauts in solitude for like a week or something. Oh. Um, and they were... This world building is fascinating. Maybe yeah, yeah, you should watch all this stuff. Uh, it's on the, the um, Ares, yeah. the thing at the end of the movie, Ares, whatever it was. Um, I'm sure if you Google it, you can find it. Which <laughs> reminds me of some another joke in the movie. When they talk about the Elrond name. <laughs> that was my favorite, favorite, favorite part. I'm and just, Sean Bean is sitting there talking about the Council of Elrond. The Council of, and I, at that point, I must have lost all sense of reality because I'm just sitting in my seat going, he was there! <laughs> he was at the Council! <laughs> and then um, um, Teddy, which is Jeff Daniels' character, he's like... <laughs> um, I, if that's if that's what we're going with, I want the code name Glorfindel. And I was like, "Oh, come on, please say you want the code name Boromir. Please do it." And he didn't do it, but still, I I I was like busting a. I gut. was waiting for him to. One does not simply walk into Mars, kind of line from him. I was dying. It was yeah, but I, I think it was done right in that. It was yeah, no, it was absolutely perfect. It was Drew Goddard. No, knew what he was doing there. He knew yeah, what he was they playing didn't with. Do the big nods. No, like, they we did the little nods, and it was stuff. the best. Yeah. Um, but I I was dying. But yeah, uh, so there's there's all these interviews. Wait, we've that just you talked can... about my favorite bit. Now it's all downhill <laughs> from here. Um, I liked a lot of other stuff. No, um, I, you I can love, this but movie. you can find a lot of like subsidiary stuff. Mm. And I I actually thought the world building was quite good. It was one of the things that made me excited to see this movie ages ago. Mm. Before I knew it was Ridley Scott or what the actual plot was, I had no idea that that Mark Watney got left behind on the planet before. I, like, so I found that out after I'd already seen a couple of these interviews and things. Ah, right. So the plot of the movie was kind of a surprise to me. <laughs> Whereas the characters, I was like, yeah, I know these guys. But it was good. Um, I really enjoyed. I mean, I. 
there's something really, really nice and refreshing about, like, yes, the lead is a white guy, but there's such a good diverse cast of people around him. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of diversity well, yeah, his in His commander is a woman. The guy who's in charge of his mission at NASA is a black guy. There's, yeah. I really liked having uh, Donald Glover in there as a physicist and mathematician because he really subverts what a, what we think a mathematician or physicist looks like. Yeah, and he was very funny. I mean, Benedict Wong, you know, he, that kind of stereotype of the Asian guy who's good at maths, that, that we have that in our head. But Donald Glover, you wouldn't as much. Yeah. And with Benedict Wong's character as well, it – it still kind of subverts it in that he's not like a push-up-his-glasses kind of mm-hmm. pen-in-the-pocket nerd. He's like a more likable, blustery sort of nerd, yeah, yeah. which I liked. But I think really, I mean, Matt Damon is so charming and so terrific in this movie, which is good because he has a lot of winning people back over to do recently. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was he's he's so good in this movie. But I did kind of think a couple of times, because I liked Michael Pena so much in this movie, and like, wouldn't it be cool to have a movie like this with Michael Pena in the lead? Because he's so funny and charming and likable. Yeah. But he doesn't tend to get to do the other stuff as well. It's sad because I mean he if he were a white guy, he would have he would absolutely be getting those kind of leads. Yeah. He's and so good. He is he's really good. However, and he's I, so cute in this movie. I choose to accept that this movie actually takes place in the Marvel universe. Because of the Iron Man reference, <laughs> and therefore this is what well, there's all of the Rings Bucky, reference as well. This is where Bucky is hiding out, <laughs> and and he's got the sidekick from Ant Man helping him. Then Sue Storm is also oh on sorry, this and, mission, Storm, and she finally yes. gets to go into space. Exactly where she well, didn't get to go into space in Fantastic Four. I did think of that actually when they were running to the ship at the beginning. I was like, don't leave the doors open because I had so recently watched Fantastic Four. I see. Um, yeah, no, it it was uh, the storm at the beginning was pretty cool. I I think. This movie is long. You ex- uh, mm. recently talked. I, I Doesn't knew it was feel long. long though. No, I knew it was long, but I didn't feel like at any point it was dragging. No, I never. I felt like the plot kept up pretty well. There was a period of time where we don't see Mark, and I was kind of surprised when I saw him again. I was like, "Oh, we haven't seen you in a while." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it sort of no, I hadn't forgotten. It yeah. was just this kind of like a you know realization that he hadn't been on screen for about twenty yeah. twenty five minutes. I actually liked that stuff that we had significant amounts of time in different the th- basically three different sets yeah and i thought that was that actually added to the storytelling well it certainly breaks things up and keeps things moving nicely mm. to see stuff from different people's perspective and i think also that um the really upbeat positive kind of mood of the movie helps it along because you never feel like overwhelmed by <laughs> that kind of the, this is mopey irritation yeah. that I felt when in things like Interstellar, which I think is not as good a movie as The Martian is. And I, well, I was overwhelmed in a, a similar kind of movie that, but very different gravity, because in that movie, you're it's the same kind of thing. You're essentially constantly got to solve all these problems. But that movie was I found hard going, whereas this one I did not in any right. way find hard going. I think, but I think Gravity is kind of more like a thriller horror kind of vibe to it. Which didn't bother me as much, like, because I like those kinds of movies. For me, it was just kind of like a thrill ride roller coaster kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this was a much more kind of, um, I don't know, laid back approach. It, to it, it, it was possible starvation in space. It was good storytelling, though. Like, the, the m- moments of anxiety were done really, really well. Like, when he's counting potatoes in the storm, hoping that his, his plastic doesn't give, his plastic and duct tape yeah. doesn't give out, I just I felt for him with every, like, my heart rate went up and I was like, oh, God, please be okay. And there's a similar bit where he's about to take off and he's <laughs> so freaked out that he's just like, he can barely breathe. And I just, 
as a person who is very anxious a lot of the time, I very, very strongly related to those feelings. And I thought they were done really well, conveyed really well. Yes, they were. And they were good because they were good in good contrast to what Mark was normally like, which was yeah. like always meeting, you know, any kind of trouble with a joke. And, mm. and I like the little moments when he suddenly thought of something. They were conveyed pretty well. Like mm -hmm. his moments of realization were conveyed well. Um, things like that were nice. Um, I think there's a couple of things that I didn't like so much. One of them was I really didn't like all the shots of the various countries cheering for him at the end. And it was a bit cheesy, Icky, wasn't very it? Very cheesy. And also like, look, the whole world is involved in this when clearly the whole world wasn't involved in no. that. And like having big groups of people all crowded around one TV screen to watch it when they could easily just watch it on the their phone. Like, but is, yeah, it, it, it's um that that's almost a very like a Ridley Scott touch from thirty years ago because people yeah. nowadays they wouldn't they'd want to be like on their phone and it's or not nowadays it's in the future so yeah. it really kind of jars mm. like it's it's you're like that's not going to happen yeah although it's quite the science is done in such a way that it could easily be now or in a few years in the mm. future that that's quite believable the whole. Like there is fake gravity on the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that yet. Actually, that spaceship, I that was gorgeous. The, yes. the Hermes, I, uh, reminiscent styling, of course, from of our least favorite movie ever, uh, two thousand and one, A Space Odyssey. That's yes, but a, everything kind of pulls from two thousand and one anymore. And the thing is, everything else does that does that sort of thing better than two thousand and one did. In <laughs> yeah, my but that opinion. spaceship was just. That was gorgeous too, and I got you got a you started to get a sense of where everything was, and there was a bit where it reminded me a bit of Sunshine. Oh, which I haven't seen, and you've told me about, and you've told me is wonderful, and I must watch. No, it. I, I haven't. Still haven't. I told you the two first two oh, thirds are wonderful, and the, and the last, last twenty third minutes is are terrible. terrible. Yeah, because that's that's what that movie is. Um, right. Um, but yeah, there's a bit where like, good cast though. It's got Cliff Curtis and Killian Murphy and some other people who I'm not immediately remembering, but are also Chris awesome. Evans? Chris Evans is in it. Um, there's a lady asian lady and i'm trying to remember if it's um melinda may ming na or if it's i think it's ming na mm. is in it um but there's there's a lot of interesting people in it and it's a good cast and they work well together and it looks really good and then the last 20 minutes is like a slasher movie and you're like what are you doing this is killing so murphy great. Go, no i don't want to spoil it for people actually i was about to say i bet killing murphy goes evil but I, I don't you're not spoil spoiling it for people, it for people. If that helps any, Good. Um, no, it's it's just not. Uh, it's just frustrating. But anyway, the, yeah, there's a beautiful space spaceship in that movie. Yeah, and this, but this one's done well, and you get a sense of the geography and how it works. And there's this well done bit where Seb Stan is out climbing on the edge of it and or, or doing something with the airlock, and and Kate Mara is in the gym or something, standing in the fake gravity, and she's just sort of turning around watching mm. him do it. Very well done. Then. I, I thought they were going to kill him. I was like, please don't kill yeah, Bucky. Too. Please don't kill Bucky. Like, I absolutely 100% thought he, that was well, I, I just him. was like, someone's got to die. That's what happens in these movies. Yeah. And no, he didn't, which I was just like. Oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to be the one that dies, which mm. would make sense because he was the one who said we need to leave Mark behind at the beginning, mm. which was the right decision, by the way. Like, there's no question that in that situation, absolutely the right decision was to go. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, I she did the right thing. Like. She could save five out of six of her crew. Like, what What else is she going to do? But there's no – the only other option is to stay behind on a planet that is being blasted by the most insane mm. storm you've ever seen yeah, well, and it's, die. Well, it's either the two of them die or all of them die or one dies. Like, what What, what other choice are you going to make? Mm. Especially, like, as it's implied she's military commander. So, like, that's a strategic decision. And the the <laughs> the extremely improbable accident took out his biometrics – 
So he looked dead to everybody. They yeah, had a well, suit too. breach. So even if he wasn't dead, he would have been dead in five minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no the, – the, the likelihood of him surviving was so slim. I don't think even the movie thinks it's a wrong decision. No. When there's at no point – I mean, there might be a little bit of they, – they do worry that the crew will feel guilty, but they don't because – it actually, they do. Even in the world of the Jessica movie, Jessica Chastain clearly does. But even in the world of the movie, she comes around and it makes sense because it but does make still, sense. But she still goes out by her, like, even though she's not the best person to do it, she goes out to save him herself in the mm. chair. Well, because she's the <laughs> what cap- do you call she's that? the captain, the, the the jet chair thing. That I don't she know. Was in. But but again, that's because she's the. No, it's not. It's because she feels guilty that she left him behind in the first place. Yeah, but and she doesn't want to lose any other of her crew. Yeah, but still, even the film doesn't think it was the wrong decision. No, the film absolutely doesn't. But I do think that she, and I don't know that she thinks it's the wrong decision, but she does definitely feel guilty that she left him. You know, like there's still that lingering guilt that she can kind of abate by being the person who goes out, and then if she dies, at least she's not risking any more of her crew members. Yeah, the rest of them get home. And Seb Stan can go have a baby with Kate Mara. Oh, which why was, not? <laughs> I thought that was strange. That was actually another touch that I wasn't so keen. Like, well, it was the, cute, but like, I there was nothing until the moment where she, where he's about to go outside and she kisses. No, no, his no. Helmet. Before that, there is a bit. Before that, there is a like the bit that you were talking about when he's outside and she's yeah. in the thing and he he yeah I know and she like I never got the chemistry he blows her there, a kiss though. then no, oh. So like there were, but that's the only, that's the first time that I was like, oh wait, are they a couple? Mm. And then there was the kissing his helmet thing and I was like, they're a couple? Yeah, no, I was, it was a bit surprising. It wasn't necessarily obvious from from any of their interactions before that. No. And I could, I thought more could have been made of her nerdiness. Mm. That would have been fun. Cause like we discover a lot of stuff about the characters by the stuff they left behind that, that Mark goes through Mm. in order to try and find stuff that helps him survive. Yep. And he finds out that that um her character Johansson is a massive nerd um and she has all these like video like really well, odd kind of old she's, movies and she stuff. was a, yeah and and also she's the team's programmer and computer scientist mm. and that normally would be played by a man as well but it's not and I thought that was nice yeah that is nice it's just that I I thought it could have we could have done a little with a little bit of that when we saw her in person yes like well, we, get, we, get we even get to see really. Lewis's obsession with disco in person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'd think that you might be able to get something. Yeah, and we don't. I mean, and even like they even have her running on the treadmill, which is sort of weird as well because it that if you're going to show a character doing a, having personal time doing a hobby thing and she's already nerdy, why not use that time to show her being nerdy rather yeah. than showing her? Doing, I mean, like, I do understand everybody has to. Yeah. Like everyone on a space station is going to run on the treadmill because you got to to you know keep your bone density. Not Possible like that. The, possibly the number of sets they had. Yeah, true. we have this set. Let's use that set. And this is a pretty set. Yeah, they were gorgeous looking sets. Like those, the interiors of the those movie looks fantastic, and just the big sweeping shots of the Martian surface, and it was very well done. And I I thought the use of um his his like logs was very well done as well. Mm. Like, his little talking to camera kind of things because yeah because the the voiceover never felt forced. Mm. It felt like he was really like leaving the logs for people. Yeah, exactly. Made sense. Um, and also, you know, we get a lot of the Mark Watney humor in that stuff, which is really terrific. Yeah, he was he was very sweet. Like, I'm going to science the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. If he was ten years younger, he could have made an excellent Captain Kirk. Like if they'd made a remake at the right time. I think you know how I feel about that. I know. I wouldn't want to like take our baby out of the role, but. <laughs> You can't take away my Chris Pine role. Um, no. Um, 
Yeah, I I don't know. I just would like to see. It would have been nice to see Michael Pena get to do something like this. Because he, he was great. He, he was, was so great. great. But he could. And the this two is of like them. A, this role, the Mark Watney role, mm. is exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. But it would give him more range to do it in, and I think he would be very sympathetic and mm. and lovable and like be able to walk that line between being too arrogant and still being likable mm-hmm. that yeah. that Matt Damon has to walk in this movie because Mark Watney is ve- quite arrogant but it's part of what saves him is his belief in himself yeah. to be able to do these things yes and his sense of humor is part of what saves him too so mm-hmm. like his personality is part of what helps him through the the long uh time alone yeah there was one skip as well that was like 70 days that i was like we've never skipped that much before it felt like it was rushing towards the end there, a little bit. yeah it's a bit when it's getting towards the end and he knows they're coming but it's going to take them however many days and they just skip a whole heap mm. and then they show it could, it. Have, it could have been good to have like a a kind of time skip montage there where they like show him doing things very fast and like growing the hair and stuff like mm. in a kind of time lapse thing yeah they could that have kind done. of could I mean, have worked well and been interesting the, just mean, to the... give us a sense of the time lost because just putting up a sign that says 71 days later and he looks different doesn't give us a sense of that time well that's I mean, there gone. is a bit because he come like there's that bit where he comes out of the shower and he's super skinny yeah and I, all do you think that matt damon really lost the weight for that no no i don't i think it's they skinny steved him yeah, or, or yeah, it was a different actor. Or a different because, actor because his towel is over his head. Yeah, yeah, and then later on they do the same thing and he puts because he, he puts this blue shirt on and it's tight on him and you can see his shoulders but there and is, then there's a shot of his body yeah. and it's super skinny and you're like, that doesn't look yeah. right. And the lo- when the long shots of him in the spacesuit after that, he's also looking quite skinny. But yeah, it's I, I'm assuming they CG'd it. Yeah, that's I. I think they used a body double I think and just if he'd most lost of that time, much weight we would have known about. It. Also, and most of the time it's just tight on his face as yeah, well. Very early in his career, he played had a yeah. did a role where that's he lost what I was thinking a heap of, of weight. Is it, and it um, a few good men or something like not that? Not that one, but um, uh, might be. It's 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 a military one. And yeah, he's playing a drug addict and he lost all this weight and it caused him significant health yeah. problems. So I don't think he would have something like that. It is no, I, no, no. Wait, it's it's not that the, though. It's no, um, it's not the daughter one. It's it's. Got, it's got Lou Diamond Phillips in it. Oh, that's helpful. <laughs> and it's got it's got a three word title. God, I'm, yes, let's play charades here. <laughs> it's like title. I haven't got an internet. No, because in I know what it, I I can like see what it is in my head, and I can't remember the rest of the movie apart from him yeah, sitting next to the lake, we're looking really skinny, and talking to who I think is Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah, I think he's right. It, I know it's from like. It's early in his career before he took off. And then I'm like, it's um, a John Grisham one, but it's not a John Grisham one because oh, then I'm no, thinking No, no, that's of... you think, yeah. <laughs> I knew I, that when I was first I apologize for it. all the people who don't have the same encyclopedic back catalogue of Matt Damon movies <laughs> in their head. Well, I, it's not so much in that as like, because there's another you know, the movie. The Rainmaker is the one Rain, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the Rainmaker, which has. Just before, just after um, he took off. Um, which ha- no, but that has um the guy from Empire Records getting Courage really Under Fire. Courage Under Fire, that's the one. Yeah. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan, yes. Oh, three three word and title. And Denzel Washington. I was Lou right about Phillips. I was right. <laughs> we were both right. We just couldn't get the damn yeah, title of it. But that's the one. Uh, we're so smooth. Nope, I've forgotten what we're talking about. Um, we were talking about The Martian. <laughs> Somewhere um, before we took, I like got distracted by courage under fire. It it's because good. we started talking about weight again. We should never oh, yeah. talk about actors losing weight ever again. We ne- it never goes well. <laughs> it gets <laughs> off track. 
Well, no, it either gets off track or we, we're like, we can't talk about this. This is a terrible conversation to talk about. So, well, no, it is interesting, though, that I, I do think that the fact that he got health problems from previously yeah, doing it's it good meant to, that it's, he didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, with, I, that's my assumption. I feel like we would have seen pictures yeah. or something. and yeah. yeah. It's not like he hides from the public. You know, he's he's he goes to movies and he goes. Don't out to you know that it's stuff. better if actors we don't know anything about actors and they stay mysterious, yeah, well, so that I'm, when they play roles, <laughs> then we don't know anything about their personal lives. Yeah, well, there is that. He, but it's not like he hides. It's not like he doesn't go show up at award ceremonies no, and I premieres know. and stuff. So I, I feel like we would have. I feel like we would have seen if we. Yes, I, I I agree. I knew as soon as that walking out of the shower scene happened, I was like, oh, that's not that's him. why he's got his towel around his head. And you can tell, you can also see that it's not him. Because then like, you see him in his regular clothes. No, no, no. You can see that, like, just looking at the body, you're like, that's not Matt Damon's body. <laughs> like, even if he was skinny, I'm like, that's not what he looks like. This guy is taller. <laughs> like, it just kind of, it automatic, and like his proportions were, even mm. if he lost weight, he wouldn't look like that guy. It looked like his torso was twice as long as it normally is. Like, I was like, this is not very well done. Yeah. So that's what... But anyway, they're better at that stuff when it's in CG now, so they yeah. can. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I really enjoyed this movie. Now yeah. I'm struggling to find things to say about I it. I know, right? Like, I even I got home last night and was like, oh, wait, we watched a movie. And I really enjoyed it. While I was in it, it was great. It was funny. It was charming. It had it hit a lot of my sort of personal things I like. The commander's name was Melissa. <laughs> like, it had important things. Her hair was great in this movie. Oh, yeah, too. yeah. Great hair. Like, all the girls had really great hair. I just I noticed. I liked that role for Jessica Chastain, too, because she just has authority about her. Like, she's got, mm. a, got gravitas and authority about her person. It would be nice if there were non-white women. Yeah. there are four major white women parts and then one Chinese lady who gets one scene, yeah, and and has all her lines in Chinese, in, and as that well. was probably yeah. just for the Chinese audience. Um, yeah, probably. She she sort of it. appears in a couple of other ones, but she's yeah. not like a I was major. Thinking about that player. earlier today, actually, I was like, why aren't like, well, you know how TV is usually really good at like advanced diversity casting. Like on TV, there are way more black judges than there are in real life, and all that kind of stuff. But why don't they cast like? Why isn't isn't like a black woman or Latina woman cast as the president ever? Mm. I was just like, why doesn't that happen? Well, the, we didn't see the president in this. It was no, man, I know we though. didn't, but it was it was implied to be a man. But yeah, just anyway, yeah, you're right about that. They kind of they feel like they've done their diversity job if they cast a few men of color as opposed to any women. Right, and there are more men than women, so they should have probably made it. Like Mackenzie Davis's role could easily have been played by an oh, uh, POC. Kristen Wiggs. Like Kristen Wiggs, yeah, exactly. Those kinds of roles would tailor made to not be mm. white ladies. Well, actually, McK- oh, Mackenzie, what's her face's role? Her last name is Park as well. So yeah, I was, I, would, I, I saw that and I was like, did they whitewash this role? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, they, they might may not, not have. have. Like it's, it could, and they, is... they've clearly also uh, race bent a couple of white roles from the book. Uh, or I would Donald assume Glover's so. character. You I would assume at least. Like out of Donald Glover and Chiwetel. Oh, no, Chiwetel Ejiofor wouldn't be because he was. His character's name is Kapoor. Kapoor. And he was also like, but it is, I think, slightly race bent in that Chiwetel Ejiofor is black and, and Kapoor. Yeah. But there's like Tim at the place. Like there, there are scenes that are entirely between um, non-white men. Yeah, yeah. Triplet so test. It yep. does not pass the Bechdel test, but it passes that one. Yeah. So, you know, there are, but, uh, but there are, I think there are some roles that have like uh, or around. at least non-specific ethnicity that have mm. been given to uh, non-white people which yeah. is a good change uh, for does, Ridley Scott it, yeah. after f***ing Exodus yeah exactly it seems like he's trying or whoever's involved in this movie is trying yeah 
at least. I mean, I, again, I don't know anything about the original book, but it could be that the writer of that book was trying as well. It just, I would guess that at least a couple of the people, because it was so diverse, that mm. a couple of the people are either non-specific or yep. um, they they chose to go in a different direction, which is nice. And it was, mm. I just like, it, it all worked really well. The script was great. Yeah. It, it was a really good movie. I think the only thing about it was, I think the plot is very simple. Well, it's, it's, Storyteller, script writing 101. Like, you, it, even the way it happens, you solve this problem and then, and then solve this problem and then kind yeah. of very. And the simple. science is quite interesting. Apparently, the, the, from what I've heard, the major quibbles are things like the force of the storm wouldn't be as strong as it was, but a lot of the other science is good. Mm. Um, right. So there's that. There's yeah. really beautiful shots of Mars, but it is very like the, and, and I don't think it's going to be, uh, um, a classic. No, like, mind-blowing cinema or game-changing cinema in no, any way. it doesn't. No, but, but then again, I felt that like that about Interstellar 2 and people are still on about that. And I'm like, I don't even – the only thing I really remember about Interstellar is that at the end there were stupid fourth-dimensional being things and Matthew McConaughey lived when he should have died. Yeah, I, I've not heard anything. And his daughter was super old. in about a year. Oh, so. no, people love it. People love it. They're still going on about it. I'm like, really? I think it's just people are, uh, have – some Ridley Scott um, fatigue, and he's older, and yeah, people well, are I not. Mean, people as, are, it's and a, Prometheus was so bad, and well, Exodus and was Exodus, so bad. And he hasn't done anything good in a while. And so people are like Ridley Scott, sure. That Whereas guy's getting Christopher a bit Nolan past it now, yeah. Film people are like, oh but, my god, Christopher Nolan. But everybody who sees this, has, I hate Christopher Nolan. Has enjoyed it. I don't, yeah. but I, I'm get, I have definite Christopher Nolan fatigue because the way he made movies a, is it has affected everything else now, yeah. and like we get a lot of like. Christopher Nolan wannabe movies now and they really frustrate me because they're all like warm, warm, colourless crap. And I really like um, Inception, actually, yes, which is too. my favourite Christopher Nolan movie. And that was back when he was still – um, Jelly's theory on this is that uh, that was – Inception was good because it was back in the days where people still told him what he could do, could and couldn't do and Interstellar is the peak of Christopher Nolan just telling all the studios to fuck off, I can do whatever the hell I want, I'm Christopher Nolan. yeah bloated and overblown which martian didn't feel at all no but it was really well done and, yeah. and like back on form i guess for ridley scott yeah and it's fun and it's i think it's good for people to see because it's i like the kind of happy pro science let's all work together to get this like person home mm. like feel good kind of movie but it's a feel good science movie yeah which is really neat yes we don't get that often we don't get feel good science movies you know and it's very positive towards NASA and the fact that it's publicly funded and the Jet Propulsion Lab and all that mm. sort of stuff. And I like that even though, like, Teddy was uh, – the, the head of NASA mm. was kind of sort of an antagonist, but you could always see his point of view and it was always it always worked. Like, you never disliked him mm. for making these tough decisions that he was trying to make. Mm. Like, you understood that he was trying to build, run the company and also he was trying to save other people's lives and – and yeah. stuff like that. And he was never like a villain, even though he was an antagonist for our protagonist. I, I think I have an issue with Jeff Daniels because I watched an episode of The Newsroom and I've hated him ever since. <laughs> but it's not that I hate him. It's just that I watched that show and it was such pompous crap and he was playing the lead pompous character. It definitely had its pompous crap moments, yeah. And I just, I've kind of, it makes, it's coloured everything I've seen him in since. It just, he just... Yeah, and not that he was bad, and also, and he even explains that at times. There's a, a point at which, but he is a bit um, pompous in that movie. This Sean, movie, either Sean Bean or Chiltel Edgefor's character is like, you know, makes a decision regarding their 
you know, whatever pro- part of the program mm. that they run. And he's like, no, it won't be on you. It will, if he dies, it'll be on me. Or if, yeah. if it's someone dies, it's, it's on me. And I think that was. Are that you was going a- to resign? No. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him. Yeah. He was, he was good. It was very, it was a nuanced portrayal of like someone who's in a highly politicized role and him interacting with uh donald glover's character was gold oh that's like scene. one scene of just solid gold that <laughs> whole thing was amazing yeah. yeah that's the elrond scene too that whole yeah, yeah that's that, that this is, is why you amazing. don't miss mark in that bit it's just because like no, that whole so bit well great. done but the thing is even when you are back on earth you're just as much rooting for Chiwetel Ejiofor and Sean Bean and all the mm. and and Benedict Wong and all those characters, just as much as you're rooting for Mark. Like obviously Mark's in the in the more danger, but they're all busting their butts to get him home again and to work out and solve the problems. So I, it I, amuses me no end that at the end of the movie, Michael Pena's character goes back into space. I know he's so crazy. <laughs> he's so crazy, but you're like, of yeah, I can see did. this character doing that. Yeah, five hundred days in space. Pff, send me back up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very funny. Um, yeah. And he was so good in it. And I really liked him. Mm. And he's so handsome. And give him a leading role, guys. Yeah. He's terrific. I'm trying to think of what else. There's, it's yeah. just so like, there's like, you feel like I felt bad for the potato plants. Yeah, <laughs> like, when they all died. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, they're plants. Get over it. But I was just like, oh, it's but so he, sad. But they're not was... for Mark, for the plants. Well, they, their lives were so precarious and they were so lucky to be there yeah. and they were. He'd worked so hard to get them there and, oh, man. I didn't feel any attachment to the uh, rover, though. No. Mark at the end. He did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I didn't. I don't feel like that was really portrayed particularly no, well. No, she could have been a bit more of a character in the way that the plants were. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that, I, I think, mean, I felt bad for the, like, when he blew up the station, I felt bad for, like, the station and the plants and, like, yeah. non-human things because they were the, you know, they're like the Wilson, right? Right. Exactly. That Well, that little room that he created with his plastic sheeting and the yeah. and the, the little greenhouse. So, like, the, just focusing on the rover being more of, like, a second home kind of well, a thing might have worked. Well, I think they didn't um, – there's a scene where he doubles the rover's battery, but they don't really show the effort involved in doing that. They just kind of – he goes and retrieves a – digs up the nuclear thing and he whatever he has to do to yeah, do it. Yeah, I but, think I feel like there's a bit of a sacrifice of like him doing the science. Yeah. Like, oh that's too complicated. Let's show the other stuff. Like let's, well, let's show, show the fun side where he starts a hydrogen fire. <laughs> that was hilarious. No, but it's I like um Matt Damon unexpectedly blowing up in space. <laughs> Because, of course, he was in Interstellar 2 and he was left behind. And yeah, yeah, he unexpectedly yeah. blows up in space. I was actually, whenever they had Seb Stan in, the, in that little airlock thing, I was like, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen. <laughs> the whole time. I so thought he wasn't going to get away from the bomb in time. Yeah, no, I really thought he was going to die. I was so surprised. But they surprised. didn't get him to cry. That was quite disappointing. I mean, if you have Seb Stan in a movie, you make him cry. Right? That's just <laughs> logic. I don't know. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That's I, that's what I got for this. I liked it. Yeah, me too. Um, I and I'm, I don't know. Should we give it rating? Yeah, four stars. I was gonna give it four and a half stars when after I watched it, it's now been like an hour and a half, two no, two hours since I watched it, and I can't remember much of it. So I don't feel like giving it four four and a half stars is fair. It's not. So I'm gonna say four stars. Yeah, cool. Cause just I, it's good, but. You know, you, you walk out of it feeling good, but it doesn't stay with you. I think that's probably the yeah. the litmus test. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you'd like to read our show notes, you can find them on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to find us on social media, we are at screen underscore queens on Twitter. 
facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens or tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. And if you want to read Katie's review of The Martian and of all the other movies that she watches, including many that we don't talk about on this show, you can do that at her blog, which is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Um, don't forget that if you uh, give us a rating and a review on iTunes, we will review a movie for you that uh, you want us to watch. Um, any movie that's not porn is up for grabs. Uh, we've just done one that will be released soon where we did 2001 and A Space Odyssey and uh, Pride and The Awful Samurai Cop. So if you would like us to watch your favorite movie or a movie that you think we'll hate or whatever it is that you want us to watch, uh, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. All right. It looks like I am loud. Are you loud? Okay. Uh, I do not know. You are loud enough. Oh, uh, that's good. Equally loud. So no, nobody needs to sing around of bring him home <laughs> to test him. Bring him peace. Bring him joy. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway. I can use that for the ending. <laughs> it is. It's just every time I see that poster, I'm like, "Bring him home." Wait, I'll wait till we start. In my knees, I was about to start. I've always been there. I was about to start saying, "I quite like the soundtrack of this movie." And I'm like, "No, wait, we haven't actually started yet."